You're listening to 50 Plus a Tip, the show for strippers, ethical sluts, and other open-minded hoes. Okay, not so subtle brag, but I've been getting a lot of compliments on my skin lately, and it is 100% thanks to Truly Lifestyle Brand. Truly Lifestyle Brand is an all-natural and cruelty-free skincare company that allows your skin to become its best self. Their before and after photos are actually insane and totally speak for themselves, so you have to go check them out on their Instagram. Use code TRULYPLUSATIP for 10% off your first online order. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining me. It's Danny as always. I had the privilege of meeting today's guest about a year ago after seeing some of her work on her Instagram. And she was actually the first person to ever shoot me, and obviously I was super fucking nervous, but her dope personality, contagious humor, and extreme knowledge behind the camera put me at total ease. And obviously, thanks to Photoshop. She has worked with the majority of sex workers I know, and definitely probably about 90% of the strippers. You can bet that if you follow any Vancouver stripper that has amazing shots on their Instagram feed, they've probably been shot by Bianca with Behind Closed Doors production. Thank you so much for joining me today, Bianca. Hey, thanks for having me. So we'll start with the basic questions. How did you get started in this particular avenue of photography? Because originally, your education and career wasn't lathering up sexy women with baby oil. Yeah, so um, at the very beginning, I was doing television broadcasting. I moved out here and was working for production hosts, and we would do different shows for different broadcasters. And I was young. I was about... 25 and burnt out and not feeling creative so I wanted to do uh, rap videos, hip hop videos and um, noticed that that was no market for that in Vancouver and I met a stripper and then my life kind of changed I was like let me do what I want to do with these rap videos but just incorporate just the women and minus the artist. Rap videos minus the, the rapper. <laughs> yeah, minus the rapper. Yeah, <laughs> Love it. Um, what have been some of your favorite shoots and what made them your favorite so far? Oh, I love a good theme. Um, I also love just energy of the certain person that I'm shooting. So sometimes um, it could be no theme and just the energy with that person. We vibe really well and we can get some really dope content. But one of my favorites I'd have to say was um, I shot this girl out at a car scrap junkyard dope and yeah it was a last minute location too our first one didn't work out and drove by this junkyard we're like yo you think these guys will let us shoot in there and we asked him and they were like sure no problem so that was definitely best location i've shot in neat and i'm sure these guys were not upset with like a hawk girl no. doing a right <laughs> with an with their with their ass all oiled up on some cars no everyone was asking to take her picture or, can i take a picture with you you know <laughs> amazing and I mean, obviously, it'd be naive to think it's always been like amazing times and amazing shoots and amazing people. So what have been some of the challenges, especially being an entrepreneur and starting kind of your own venture after moving away from something you were very much used to? Yeah, I would say um, continuity and always being be, being busy or being booked is definitely the risk I took when I decided to go independent. So I did give myself um, the first year to really build my portfolio up so I had something so people could use as a reference. So definitely challenges is to keep busy because some months are good and some months, you know, aren't good and finding that balance for sure. And what have been the rewards of doing this venture? Oh, being my own boss, not having someone tell me what to do every single day, waking up happy to do what I'm doing 
and basically not feeling like a job. Like even if I'm busy, I'm excited about what I'm doing, either shooting or the editing. So definitely being happy. My God, that's like the goal of every job is to actually like love what you're doing. You know, and sometimes it's not even about the money because I left a job that was great money, Mm -hmm. you know, to risk being, okay, now you have to hustle. Now you have to market yourself. Now you have to answer your own emails and, you know, so that for sure. Yeah. And having your success and failure like fully be on you. Right. And to the public, like, I mean, I post something I could think is great and then there's some dick out there who's going to say that's a crappy picture or, you know, that's a terrible, terrible lighting. And so you're putting your stuff out there for people to critique too, right? Were you nervous when you first got started and like first kind of took it on to like be like, Um, I'm doing this, this is what I produced, like, or this is what I created? Yeah. I think at the beginning I was shooting stuff that I thought people wanted to see or what it should be. And then I got to the point where I was like, well, I don't like that and I like things my way or I like things a little different than what most people who are doing what I do get booked to do. And then I was just like, you know, fuck it. I'm going to do whatever I want. And if I want to put a blue light in and not have natural light, that's what it's going to be. Right. Yeah. No, for sure. Having your own autonomy about it too. Um, I know you used to shoot like a lot of like wedding stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is a little bit different than what you're doing now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally different. Yeah. Same deal with bridezillas, though, and models. They could. There's a little similarity in in there. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I was gonna say. Is like I know there's like that stereotypical bridezilla idea, and then people always say you know strippers are difficult or strippers are you know too much of their own boss, and they're like, <laughs> do you see that in or was one been more difficult than the other to shoot? I think it all depends. Like I've met some girls who are definitely the alpha female and they like things how they like it or they bring me something and they're like, I want exactly this, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what there's no, I don't want this or anything else is exactly what I want. And then there are the girls that are like, do whatever I, you want with me and I'm just nervous and happy to be here, mm-hmm. you know, and you definitely feed off that energy. I feel like if you book somebody for a talent or a visual or anything like that, a tattoo artist, you're booking them for their style and their, you know, their look that they usually put towards that product, right? Mm-hmm. No, definitely. That. And that makes sense. Like, why go to them? Clearly, there's something about them you're liking. So if exactly. anything, there's be some version of a collaboration here where, you know, they also have a voice. <laughs> that makes sense to me. Yeah. And I always say, like, if I get a picture that's something I, my not my style or something I wouldn't, how I wouldn't color correct it or something, I always say, you know, I can give you my version of that. Mm-hmm. And when you give that that person that freedom to, to do what they want, I think you get something way better than forcing them to do something, you know, that they want. No, for sure. Have you, like, had any, like, propositions for shoots that you're like, yeah, I'm not doing that? Yeah, there's been a couple. And even just a couple girls that, you know, that I just know I won't vibe with or if mm. I've seen stuff online that I don't, you know, think that I would mesh good with that person or they're looking for something too much of what I can offer, then I, then I'll just say I'm busy or, you know, I can recommend somebody to you that fits that style. Mm -hmm. Well, I think like I, that makes sense to me because I can imagine one, it's part of you just like protecting your own energy and there's certain people like, why would you want to waste? The money is not worth it to, even I can vouch for that, even in my job, the money is not always worth it to deal with certain people, you know, are not exactly. going to be ideal. 
And also too, it's your brand, right? Like, do you want to put your brand on name on every single thing? No, you want to be a little selective and in, in what's going to work best for you and in, in your taste as well. Yeah. 100%. I agree. Yeah. And speaking of, you know, seeing things online, you stay pretty anonymous on social media. I know when you, cause I had come across your page. How long have you had behind closed doors, Instagram? I think it's been about four, four years now. Okay. So yeah, I think it was probably when you first came out that I had come across your Instagram and I think I like deleted your friend request or something a while back. Cause I was like, oh, like creepy photographer, man. Yeah. <laughs> because I had no clue that it was a woman behind the screen. Right. Like now I think you do a little more with your voice on the Instagram, but you still stay relatively anonymous on it. I um, do. Yeah. What's your reasoning behind that? Uh, I like to be private. Um, I'm not really into the whole social media. I mean, I used to be, I was that girl posting with my, with my titties out. I used to do all that. Really? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yes. I'm retired. (laughs) I'm retired now. Now I'm retired. Amazing. But I did, I did all that. And then once I started this, I wanted, I mean, I put a hundred percent into absolutely everything I do. And I was like, this is going to be my identity. Now I took off my personal, all my personal pages and I just focused just on this. And yeah, I like to be able to go somewhere and not someone not know who I am. I don't like to be approached in public. You know, Mm -hmm. that gives me anxiety or, you know, when you see somebody like, Oh, I follow that person. Is that who that is? And should I say hi? Like, I'm just trying to avoid all of that. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want the fame to get to you. (laughs) Yeah. I don't, I just want to make noise without people knowing who I am and just know company that I, or the projects that I do Mm -hmm. like that. And I imagine that, yeah, with that, that comes a level of freedom too, to not have like your face attached to everything and also to a more fixation or focus on like your actual product, not you. Exactly. It's not about, it's not about what I look like or, you Mm -hmm. know, and if you want to know who I am or a little bit about me, you can always message the girls I shoot and they'll, you know, and, and find out that kind, that kind of a way. Mm -hmm. No, for sure. And I remember you telling me that you also, when we shot together, we talked on this briefly, that you get a lot of weirdos on Instagram. And I mean, most of my listeners can attest to getting a lot of fucking weirdos. So I was actually surprised that you yourself get weirdos as a photography page. But yeah, they people don't read, I think. People just oh, go yes. see something and just write right away. So they think most of the time I'm the girl in the picture that I post. Oh, because that makes sense. I, you're Asian one weekend and the next weekend you're white. Right? Telling me to show my show my bobs all the time. Hey, <laughs> show me your bobs. <laughs> I literally I was saying to my friend the other day because whenever I try to have a sex worker Instagram account, I fail after like a week because it creeps me out and I stop doing it. But the amount of like messages I get being like big bobs, <laughs> like yeah. I just, I just want a shirt that says big bobs across it. <laughs> show me, pull down, show me. Oh, so creepy. Do you even respond to them? Now I just send them the link to my OnlyFans. That's usually what I do. Oh, that's and smart. Then, yeah, capitalize on yeah. that. Yeah, or if they're too weird or they're writing on every single page, I, my block list is full of creepy guys or girls that I've shot who have stalkers. So my block list is huge. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I Even just on my 50-plus-a-tip um, account, my block list is huge because it's so, like, sex worker obvious that it brings in all, like, the creeps. Yeah. So, yeah, my block list, I hear you. It's, like, daily. Like, I'm getting, like, carpal tunnel just from, like, blocking people. Yeah. Sometimes, it, you know, before I used to engage, and then it's just pointless. It gets me riled up sometimes. So now I just do the block. Yeah, 100%. It's not worth investing that energy into. 
No. That's not like you're going to make a difference. They're like, as you're messaging, they're messaging the next one for big bobs. So Yeah. Like, they just want bobs all day. <laughs> they just want the bobs. Oh, jeez. Um, so speaking of Instagram, hating on you, um, you've been dealing with shadow ban for, we talked about this like a year ago, you were in the shadow yeah. ban already. So it's been, it's been quite a while now. Um, what is your kind of take on, so first off, how long have you been in the shadow ban for now? I think it's been like two years and that's like when I noticed, I didn't even really know what a shadow ban was. I just noticed from my engagements and my numbers on there. Cause I like to watch those numbers. Yeah. And I think that I might have put myself into a shadow ban just by using the hashtags that I had been using because I, like, I mean the hashtag boudoir photography was banned or there was one that was goddess was banned for a bit. Stripper Seriously? Was banned. Yeah. So if you putting these hashtags in, they would trigger that ban for you. So I've tried everything, logging off for 48 hours, you know, nothing, nothing works. So now it's, it is what it is. How do you even know your shadow banned? You just have to have a friend look you up and see if it's. Well, so there's ways like normally I can check my stats. So it'll let me know how many people on my following have seen my post Mm -hmm. so if I have my following and only six percent of my following has seen that post I know that that post is not coming up on most people's search feeds and then my name you can't type before you used to be type in just a little bit of it now you have to put the whole thing in there for my account even to come up ridiculous I know what is your kind of take on online censorship the online censorship we keep seeing, especially with regards to directly females. Like it just seems like it's very directed at females, female bodies, female sexuality. I, I don't understand it. I think the world is so hypersexualized. And now that women, you know, who have been put through what they've been put through growing up or whatever, are trying to capitalize on something like that. They're shut down, you know, because it's too sexy or there are, there are kids on here and, I think it should be the other way around. I think apps like this should be more PG. You know, you have to be a certain age to access these apps Mm -hmm. instead of going to the creator of it and being like, you know, censored, this is censored or this is too sexual. It just doesn't make, it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I know. And I think it's too, it's funny how like what we allow as legal or what we allow as to go as non-censored, like we are all for sexualizing women, but when it's consensual sexual sexualization, all of a sudden then it's an issue. Exactly. <laughs> so, or, or people are, are gain are making money or monetize, monetizing off of it. You know, then it's, then it's a problem. Yeah. And then, and that thing is like, it's a problem who is monetizing. So if it's the woman, you know, capitalizing on it, then it's an issue. But if it's, if it's porn, if it's on a porn hub and there is a, a man or company monetizing, then it's, then it's fine. So I find yeah. that very interesting what yeah, we the, pick and the choose. double standard. And then Trump got in office and put out those laws and Facebook got purchased Instagram and it all went to shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually crazy. Also during all that, um, the COVID-19 stuff too. I don't know if you were listening about these new bills that we're trying to get passed yep. for like privacy and all that. So that's that will be fun. <laughs> yeah, Big Brother's watching us. That's what's happening. Uh, and it's actually, like, me and my girlfriends are talking about theories about corona and, like, the kind of behind-the-scenes things that are going on. And we'll see, I guess, in time what what's happening that we don't know about yet. But 
not to get too conspiracy theories, but <laughs> no, they're in my phone for sure. You can say a certain word so many times and then you see an ad for it, you know, isn't that the creepiest fucking thing? Like, yeah, even, even on FaceTime, even if I'm just talking to a friend in my car and my phone's there, like not even talking on my phone, I'll say something like I'm looking for new couches. And all of a sudden, fucking yeah. coaches will show up in like a yeah, feed. Yeah, there's on. a Wayfair ad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> fucking Wayfair is everywhere. I, I know. <laughs> it's so crazy, so creepy. Um, so I know me and you when we we shot, we got into a whole spiel because I love to talk about this kind of stuff about uh, the stigma around sex work and all that. And I think you can attest to it, just kind of being an outsider moving into the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think part of that societal hate of sex workers has bled onto you at all? Um, I think it, I have, I've noticed in even booking, cause I've had some girls say, I would love to shoot with you, but this girl is an escort or this girl is a webcam girl or a stripper. And I don't want to be associated with those type of girls. So I have had messages like that. Ridiculous. At the, right. And at the end of the day, the only thing, that both of those women are doing differently is one's choosing to post about it and one's not. Yeah. You know, also, so it's the exact same thing. And also what is their game plan with telling you that? Like, is it to, to make sure you know you're losing their business because of the women you're talking to? Like, you right. Know? That I should, I should change who I cater to or who I book with because other women don't feel comfortable with that. Well, you don't have to be on the page, you know, like, yeah. There should be no difference. Yeah, I'm not about that kind of energy at all. No. No. Yeah, and it's important and that's one thing I too when I when I started dating my last boyfriend at something cuz I think people don't necessarily realize that sometimes being a sex worker ally or working with in some degree with a sex worker that those stigmas that sex workers face will unfortunately they'll bleed onto you. That's just how it is with how much society hates on sex workers it will bleed onto like your friends your family anyone you associate with you know to some degree so I think oh, for little- sure even my grandma like when I first started doing this I mean she's pretty old school she says I do BDSM that's what she thinks I do <laughs> you shoot porn porno porno I'm like no I don't you know it's you know what you see in the Sears magazines with the bra girls in the bra like that kind of stuff oh. but with better lighting <laughs> yeah with better lighting and a little more oil <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing so I felt that even with my family and for me I could I could care less if the photos are for you for your boyfriend for OnlyFans for whatever doesn't matter to me mm-hmm yeah, no, for sure. Um, what other ways have has working closely with sex workers impacted you? I'm. I would say. I, mean, I don't even know. I I like working girls. I think that girls. I get along with a lot of girls. I love the stories. You know, I'm not one to judge. So it has in negative. I would just say from the the stigma that I only shoot working girls or mm-hmm. I only cater to them would be the only negative other than that it's been great you know there's it's fun it's funny to me the stories are great I love to hear about it all so yeah yeah I think even like speaking for myself when I met you you're very like you don't speak like uppity you speak very like real you know you you're very like funny very down to earth and an approachable and that's kind of in my experience with other sex workers that's kind of how we all talk we're very like 
you know, we don't we don't mind a curse word here and there. You know, we'll right. you know we say how we feel. We laugh. Yeah, shit's off. not vanilla over here. That's yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think that's very like relatable. I can imagine at least for myself when I met you. That's what made me a little more comfortable. Was like, yeah, you're like, oh, let's let's, let's fucking do it. And I was like, yeah, let's fucking do it. <laughs> like exactly. You know, and there's a lot of girls that I shoot that are working girls, and they lie at the start and they say they're doing this for their boyfriend. And then when I get the, them to choose the ones they want, the pictures they want me to edit, they'll be like, oh, by the way, can you blur my face or can you crop my face out? And I'm like, girl, do you work? You should have just told me. Yeah. Your yeah. boyfriend doesn't like your face. Why am I blurring this? Yeah. <laughs> like, I know what's going on here. And then they're like, oh, okay, I didn't want you to judge me because I've shot with other photographers and I've mentioned that I'm a sex worker and they don't want to shoot me because of that. Yeah. And, you know, so that... Yeah, I sh- I'll shoot whatever. It doesn't matter to me. I don't. I'm not one to judge people, anyways. Even in life, I don't care what you do, as long as you're cool and you're nice, and you know, and you and you vibe nicely. Then that's all that matters to me. No, a hundred percent. I completely agree. So, okay, obviously, you have been doing this for a few years now, and you've seen a lot of sex workers. I've been doing this for about seven years, so I've seen like a, a, a little bit of a longer timeline. But even in the last two years. Have you noticed a change in the demographic of of sex workers as you're encountering them? I think that there's way more, way more that, way more, and a lot of young girls too. Like I've met some girls that are just starting in their 20, 19, 21, you know, and just, just starting. So I think there's a lot of younger girls and a lot more girls. Maybe they're being more open with me and of what they're using the photos for, whereas before it was more hush-hush. Mm-hmm because of things like OnlyFans and Twitter and, and, you know, Instagram. But I've definitely noticed a lot more girls being like, hi, I am a sex worker and I'm looking to do images for my portfolio right off the bat is what they'll send me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they're usually younger now coming forward and they're a little more open about what they're doing. Yeah, yes, a little more open. You know, people post a lot of stuff online now, so you can see what they're about even just off their Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. I know for me too, like, I don't know if you can attest this as well. Like the look of a sex worker has changed. Like what you used to see as a sex worker. Oh, I I mean, there's that stereotype of what you think a sex worker looks like. And I've met some girls that once they tell me, I was like, what you, you look like you're just the sweetest little thing. And then they're like, oh yeah, I do full dom. Yeah. (laughs) What? Yeah. (laughs) No, hundred percent. You can never judge a book by its cover. No, Um, not at all. Not at all. No, that's, that's one thing I've noticed too is even, you know, six, seven years ago, the women I was working with, you could kind of tell, like, you know, we all had bigger breasts and like, you know, fake boobs and that. And now even the strip club, there's girls that don't shave their underarms. They're very more like, alternative look, a lot more tattoos, you know, colored hair, um, or very like, they look like they just came off their Mormon farm. Like, you know, like, it's so crazy. The, 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 um, physical, like look of a sex worker and how much it's changed yeah that's 100 and there are girls now that i even know like cam girls that um will say in their normal life they wear a bunch of makeup their hair is always done they like to you know look all nice and but their demographic of who watches them on cam like the girl next door no makeup mm-hmm. you know and they'll switch between those two personas to for their target demographic or their target audience, right? Yeah, yeah, it's so crazy. Because, I mean, there's something for everyone, right? So, like, yes, some men like that, like, Barbie doll look. And some men very much, like, natural breasts, no makeup, you know, hair, like, whatever. Like, no, it's so true. 
yeah, different sizes, different looks, different ethnicities. You know, it's all it's all marketing. And once you find the demographic that likes you, like I've known some girls that are in the BBW category, and they didn't feel comfortable, you know, posting pictures of themselves, thinking that you know guys wouldn't purchase their OnlyFans or won't come see them. Even when I'm shooting, they're like, "Can you make me look thin?" But if you're comfortable and confident in in that. The, that market will will come for you, you know. And I know girls that were super nervous at the start, and then by the end, they're fully naked. Like, yeah, let's Spread do this some more. <laughs> yeah. um, have you noticed a difference in level of body confidence between like sex workers and non sex workers when you're shooting them? I feel like girls that are in the sex industry are a little more confident. I think. Even when we're like posing or outfits to bring or feeling comfortable, because if I have a girl that doesn't usually wear lingerie or doesn't really take sexy pictures, that girl might take a little bit to warm up. Whereas somebody who dances or or caters to that kind of a lifestyle will are a little more confident. Mm -hmm. Even changing, you know, some girls will change in the bathroom privately, and then some girls will just come to my house and take it all off in the living room. Yeah. Um, I think that too comes with just anytime you're around your own naked body a lot, you just kind of get used to the idea. I think it's when we're always covered up that we get like so uncomfortable being without clothes. Right. So I think that kind of maybe like is an aspect of it that creates that. And then I also think too, especially for stage girls, like when I watch girls dance I can very much tell who has done stage longer and who's done less because they know how to move their body they know where their angles are so I don't know if this is true but I can imagine shooting girls who do a lot of stage might be easier because they kind of know you know where how to how to position that ca- themselves to the camera kind of yeah for sure and where I notice that the most is when I shoot video um mm. I feel like girls who dance when I shoot video they're more flu they're fluid with their motions so I can shoot that it's easier for me to shoot um, dancers when it comes to video, for sure. Mm-hmm. I can I can notice. Mm-hmm. It's different, you know. When you're shooting video, you're not standing still waiting for those clicks. You're doing motion and movement and walking here, or you know, rolling around here, straddling here, rolling around, here. right? <laughs> you know, wherever you want to be. <laughs> um, and you know, we've seen the landscape of sex work change dramatically in the last few years with. Yeah, the influx of OnlyFans, Patreon, um, camming becoming more popular. How has that changed the landscape of your career? It's definitely made it more busy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, there's a lot of girls that are doing OnlyFans and they're taking pictures of themselves and, you know, keeping doing that part. But then there are some things you can't shoot yourself or if you want to look a little more professional or have a portfolio or, you know, like even these cam girls, I'll shoot these intro videos for them that when you click on their profile, there's a video that comes up of them mm-hmm. right away. And I've had girls tell me, thank you so much for those pictures. I made way more than I would with my selfie pictures because they've catered now to a different demographic of men. Right. Mm-hmm. So you can do that luxury, um, social dates or travel dates because, their portfolio has them in lingerie, also has them in a cocktail dress, you know, and they, and you show the different, different sides of it. No, for sure. And I think also that too, that goes back to like the different, what you're kind of catering to in your style. If some selfies do work for girls because 
the guy purchasing likes the idea of like, oh, she just took this for me and like, you know, and it's then, professional. Yeah, it's not non-edited. Yeah, exactly. And then some and some women really like to have that clientele of like nice, polished, professionally done photos. Um, right. And I've even noticed with girls because sometimes they'll send me their building websites or they're, you know, doing that part of it. And they'll be like, this is how, what I want to do. I want to have one album that says professional shoots and I want to have one album that says candid selfies Mm -hmm. and there's the two different they have both materials so whenever they want to pull out a selfie they will whenever they want to send a professional photo then they will so at least they have that Mm -hmm. arsenal arsenal of sexiness (laughs) it's smart (laughs) no it really is uh when I posted on my Instagram that I was interviewing you I opened it up to listeners to have some questions because I haven't had a photographer on yet and especially the reason I wanted you to come on one because I haven't had a photographer, but also I like you as a person and I, yeah, you're welcome. And also just, you know, you, you get the industry and you're a sex worker ally. Um, I'm titling you that, (laughs) um, I'll take it. Yeah. (laughs) So obviously some questions rolled in. So the first one was how do I find a local photographer to shoot with and what to expect? I mean, Instagram is pretty bumping right now. Um, I would definitely look, or even if there's girls that you know that have shoot with certain people, but definitely using the internet as your go-to to do your research and um, check. Facebook's kind of died down now, but definitely Twitter or Instagram, searching hashtags and, um, yeah, just looking at people's portfolio and, and messaging other people that have shot with that photographer just to get a little just of what they're like. Mm-hmm. You know, with the internet, we have the power to post whatever we want. So there are some people out there who post their best pictures and then, you know, 90% of their work is not good, but they posted that 10% that is. So you want to be able to see it all, I think, mm-hmm. or get a gist of, of what they do in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, next question. <clears throat> I have a lot of photographers slide into my DMs and I'm always super hesitant. How do you know if a photographer is legit or if they're just a creep? Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> it's like the Yelp of photography, yeah. right? So yeah. you want to definitely message multiple people because everyone has their own story. You could get a few people that are like, oh, it was great. And then there's a few people that are like, oh, I wasn't comfortable. And then you at least have that information to make the decision if that's something that you want to do. But um, I definitely think that people should be researching who they shoot with because there are a lot of creeps out there. And I've even seen photographer pages being stolen. So people saying that they're so-and-so because they have a good name, saying it's their backup page. And oh, yeah. I never yeah, so you that. Yes, you've got to be careful. You can be whoever you want to be on the Internet. And I think that's something that girls have to be cautious about for sure. Yeah, I know. I had a girlfriend of mine, a photographer reached out to her on Instagram and asked her if he could pay her $200 to do a shoot with her because he was working on his portfolio. Um, obviously, it's like corona time. So I was like, yeah, take the, take the money, but be safe. And, you know, he says he wants to shoot her in his, in his home studio. So she brought a friend of ours with her, and he's literally shooting her on his iPhone. <gasps> what? <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, what do you have to say about things like that? Like, how do you handle those situations? Like, Yeah, so I would definitely say you need to research who you shoot with, male or female. Um, And 
ask multiple people more than just one. And I mean, I shoot my, from my place at home too. So you've got to feel comfortable. So you can always bring a buddy. Um, sometimes for me, like girls will always ask, can I bring my friend? And I'm always like, sure, like that, that's fine with me as long as they know that we're working. Right. So, cause sometimes you can get a friend that will come and they're like, Oh yeah, you look so good, you know, and cheering on and helping me hold the reflector, adding the oil. Or then you have the girls that are like, Oh, put your chin up or turn here while I'm shooting. And that takes away from my shoot because you know, what your friend is seeing, what I'm seeing are completely different. So there definitely is that, but no photographer should say, and I know that there are some that do that say, no, come alone. You do not have to go to these shoots alone. You can always bring somebody or let somebody know where you're going. You know, you never know what could happen. Yeah. Especially if you're shooting on an iPhone. Yeah. that <laughs> That's what she told me after. She's like, dude, he shot them on an iPhone and he was like doing like point of view shots. She was like, I was oh, so uncomfortable. Weird. And I was like, yeah, hey. you know, and it's okay to get up and walk away and be like, no, I don't feel comfortable doing this. You have all right. There are, there are images of you and you're going to leave and that person's going to have those pictures of you. Yeah. So it's okay to walk away. I've, I've shot a couple girls who have had some pretty scary experiences and most of them will say, look, I couldn't leave. I just thought I had to do it to do it, to get it over with so that I could leave, mm-hmm. you know, and it's okay to be like, I got to call my friend right now or have somebody downstairs waiting, but definitely walk away if you feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I completely agree. And I think, too, I've heard a lot of horror stories. And, you know, these aren't always from these home studio iPhone guys. They're, you know, photographers that are very well known with hundreds of thousands of followers on Instagram. And, you know, I when I first met you, I spoke about that with you, too. And I said someone's name and you're like, yeah, like I, I knew right away, like probably who you were talking about, like. Yeah, they're very well known as being predators and you know sexual assaulting women, and, and, and yeah, that, that's you're true on that. They some of them have a really big amount of following, and I think that they think that shields them for what they're doing because well, I've got a hundred k or or I'll shoot with this photographer and deal with that just so he'll post a picture on his timeline and I'll get his following, you know, I'll get more followers fr- from from that mm-hmm. but I, I have noticed that there are a couple that do have that that big following and that's scary mm-hmm. it's very scary and also too like me and you even before we started recording we're talking about having an instagram following and and how i go back and forth on wanting a following but then i get weirdly scared about people <laughs> reading my shit yeah. um and you know one of the pros of having a big following is a weird power comes with having a following and a sense of security and a sense of importance. And I think that whether it's valid or not, I think that scares off some people when they want to come forward and call someone out. They're scared that they have a hundred K followers that might have their back or might shut you down or, you know, the repercussions of, of owning what they did to you and telling people. Yeah. And you know, I've seen that even in comments, there was one photographer that was this big photographer out in LA and he had shot like Kim Kardashian and you know, all these big names and all these girls, hundreds and hundreds of girls came forward saying, well, this happened to me and he did this to me. And then the keyboard warriors would come out and there would be girls going, no, well, he was great with me and nothing happened to me. And you're just 
ruining his reputation. But at the end of the day, like I've told this to girls, like Ted Bundy didn't kill every single girl that he met. This is literally exactly what I say when people are like, well, even from my ideal image situation, people were like, oh, well, I had like laser done. It didn't burn me. And that's like literally exactly what I say. I go, not every murderer murders every person they walk beside. Like Exactly. And that's that's what happened. So you're good. I'm glad that didn't happen to you, but it did happen to somebody else. So who were you to downplay that their story that could have took them so much courage to come forward to, to say, and then you want to shut them down, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And victim blaming and, you know, what were you expecting? You went alone. And we see that all the time. And it's, it's really, really sad. Um, yeah, I, I that that's one of the things that, or you're wearing this, you're asking for it because you're shooting like this, or you were drinking during your shoot, so you act like that. that that's just crazy. No one asks to be put in those situations. Mm-hmm. What do you think about drinking on a shoot? I per, I don't per, drink myself. Um, I feel like when girls and some girls do come with wine and they want to loosen up. I think there is. A, a, a glass of wine that's going to loosen you up or then you're getting smashed. And I think that that is, there's a fine line between there because you know how it is when you drink a little bit, you feel a little sexier than you think you are, right? <laughs> <laughs> you're hammered thinking you look great, but you're sweating and you're not, you've got to walk eye, you know? So yeah. You to, you have, I know when I used to drink, I thought I would look super sexy and I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> you know? And you'll notice that in your pictures. I mean, I've shot girls that, have drinking a little too much and then they see their pictures and they're like, shit, you know, I, I can tell that I'm a little drunk in there. And it's like, well, I told you. Do you say something when they're drinking? Are you like, Hey, that's enough. Like, do you say something or if it gets to the point where it's getting a little too much or it's going longer because you know, they're drinking, then I will say like, let's just get a couple more shots and of the pictures and then you can drink the whole bottle if you want. (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious yeah it will loosen you up and it's either good or bad it depends on the person if you can hold your alcohol then have a couple glasses of wine but if you can't then you can definitely see it in the pictures Mm -hmm. no I've definitely been there where I think everyone has they get like that bar photo and then they get home they're like holy shit like oh my god what was I thinking but you think you look so good right yeah always (laughs) um next question I want to start doing photography where do I start? Any advice? I would say just shoot, shoot, shoot as much as you can. Um, you definitely have to always be out there shooting, you know, and figuring out your settings. These cameras, you don't just take a picture, you know, there's, there's a math to it. And I think once you figure out all that and practice and practice and learn your editing, I mean, Photoshop and Lightroom and, and all the design software that's out there, it's a, a good tool to know especially in the day and age we live with and depending on the type of photography that you want to do. I mean, if you're shooting girls in the sex industry or girls that want posters made of themselves, they're going to want that Photoshop and skin retouching and definitely a key tool to learn. What do you, this is made me think of this question for myself. What do you think about people's argument that the amount of editing of women's bodies now is like dangerous or unhealthy for others. Yeah. So I've actually had a female photographer write me in my DMs saying, how would I consider myself a feminist because of the amount of Photoshop or, or the poses that I'm putting girls in on my, in my portfolio? And like for me, I was just like, well, I'm the biggest supporter of women's rights. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, if I'm, 
I usually say with girls, when I shoot their pictures, they choose the ones that they want me to edit. And I always say, if there's anything specific in that picture that you want me to fix, no problem. You know, and I've heard stuff like, can you fix my right earlobe? Can you take my elbow in a little bit? Or I don't feel comfortable with this part of me. And I have no problem um, fixing anybody's picture. And then there are some girls that will be like, you know what? I don't want any Photoshop done. I don't want you to tuck my tummy in or round my ass or, you know, Photoshop my skin. And that's cool. That's what I'll do for them. So it really all depends on the girl. Like I would never enhance a girl's butt or hip area if that's not what they like. Mm -hmm. So it definitely depends on the girl and what they want. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you think, like, social media and editing and all that and Photoshop, do you think it is, like, making it harder for women to like their bodies? Or do you think it's just one and of itself? Or what do you think on that take? I mean, I am, uh, whatever you like to do. Like, sometimes I've seen pictures where it's fixed a little bit. And then I've seen the pictures that girls have done. I think it's called Facetune, those apps that let you... Yeah. Right. And then there's like the liquefying of the stu- the stomach area, and then I'll see the whole side of the wall has been pushed in. <laughs> so I think if you're going to Photoshop or fix or whatever you want to do, and if that's something you want to do, that there's waves to it, right? Like you don't want to look like you've like like you're an ant or it's too <laughs> <laughs> or it's too over overly done. I think that is something like an, another example is Kylie Jenner, like. All her pictures have been edited, mm-hmm. but she, she will leave that scar on her leg. So I've even seen young girls commenting saying, well, no, this picture's not Photoshopped. Her scar is still on her leg. But I see the picture and I'm like, oh, well, she's, she's smoothed out her body. She's taken in her waist, you know? So there's that little gimmick of, oh, it's natural, but it's not really natural. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think there's a difference between photographers out there who celebrate natural beauty and who will leave stretch marks or leave yeah. whatever, you know? And then there are the photographers that, that don't because their brand or their market or the girls that they shoot is different. So I think there's a way to keep it healthy without making it too overly done there's a there's a little bit of a line there mm-hmm. and I think too at least in my opinion you know it's fine to photoshop and edit and give yourself that Kardashian body and I think there is some kind of power to also saying hey this photo is edited and like owning that exactly and I think that's where celebrities like Kylie where they're trying to fake people into thinking it's real by leaving the scar I think that's where they're dropping the ball because- and that's what I'm saying that's the dangerous part of it because mm-hmm. That 13-year-old girl that's like, oh, no, her scar's still there. That's not Photoshopped. No, that's, that's, that's incorrect, you know? Like, she has face-tuned or done whatever editing that she's done. So, I think there's a difference. I mean, even with my pictures, I mean, the sky's not yellow. I mean, the sky's not, like, green, let's say, but the picture's got a green sky in it. The photo's been altered. Right. right? So, there's a, there's, a different, there's a different aesthetic to that, I, I find. No, definitely. I completely agree. But no, yeah, a little Photoshop never hurt nobody. No. (laughs) Everyone wants a little bit of a rounder butt. Yeah. Uh, Next question. I have my first photo shoot coming up. Do you have any tips on how to be a good model? Any do's or don'ts? 
yeah. So um, I definitely think that before you go into photo shoots that you shouldn't do any self-tanning. That's one thing. You come across a little bit orange and it changes the color when you do shoot. Um, and the other thing is I always tell girls, don't do any lip fillers or alterations to your face before your shoot keep look the way you do because any kind of change drastically will definitely come off in the in the film Mm. it's a really good and then and go in front of your mirror you know and pose and put some music on and you know put the outfit that you want to wear so you feel comfortable in that outfit the day the day that you do shoot that's actually really smart and I would never think about the um, fake tanning. You think, like, you should always get, like, the spray tan or whatever before before the shoot, but it's a big no-no. Yeah, I would say do it the week before, but, like, the day before. I mean, sometimes girls do the lotion kind of a one, and you know how they get the thing on your hands and your feet? Yeah. Like that, I notice a lot, and, and that is hard for someone who's doing the editing to smooth that out later and blend that in. Mm. So I do notice when girls tan before they come and shoot, they always come off a little bit orange, and I do always have to do that that extra color t- tweak on it to to blend that in. So definitely, depending on how good the tan is, I mean, those some come across, they're great, and then there's some that are really that orange kind of color. Mm-hmm. So yeah, don't do anything different to yourself before you shoot. Yeah, for no, sure. That's smart. Dye your hair the night before or something, you know? <laughs> Next question. Your best tips or poses for making a small booty look bigger in photos? What's the best tip? Yeah, or best poses. Um, uh, I always like a downward angle on a wide lens when I do butt shots. And it's all about arching your back. If your back hurts when you're bending your butt up, then the shot is going to be good you'll have a good pose. So if your back hurts, you got a good shot. <laughs> I remember that's when, when me and you posted or we shot, you're like, I was like, <laughs> like afterwards I was like, my back's fucking killing me. <laughs> like, cause you're yes. like, I know it feels like you're like looking ridiculous, but just like push it out more. <laughs> yeah. And it's a thing too. Like even for me, like I only do one shoot a day because my back is just strung out. Yeah. But when I always moving. Out, oh, always in these weird angles, you know, you're crouching down on your, yeah. Yeah, so and even with girls too, you know, you're getting into poses or even wearing your heels and like squatting and like getting some shots like that. Like it, it will, you'll feel it in your legs and your back definitely when you leave because you're in positions you normally wouldn't be in or you're in that position holding that while I take that shot. So mm-hmm. yeah, do some squats before you come and then you'll be good to go. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Do you have any crazy photo shoot stories? Um... I'm trying to think. I did a man's boudoir before. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I'll never do them again. It's not really something I feel comfortable with. I feel a little bit more comfortable with women, but it makes made for a good story. Um, so I met him, and he was a really good-looking guy, you know, older, and said he was doing it for his wife. Oh. He had a, yeah, had a wedding ring on. He wanted to make her a calendar. And he asked me if I was okay shooting him nude. I was like, sure, you know, no problem. (laughs) And then while he was getting changed and I come back, you know, to start shooting and he was getting himself fluffed. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. And I kind of turned my back and was laughing because I had this like, oh, my God, I can't wait to tell somebody this when this is done. (laughs) But I had to ask him if he could go into the bathroom and do it. 
So then he would came back out and, you know, and it was awkward. I'd be like, could you grab it and move it over to your other leg? Oh my walk God. It <laughs> over there. And then once it was done, you know, I was, I thought it was funny and I send him his list for him to choose. And he asked me to make his penis bigger in all the edits. And I'm thinking, well, this is your wife. What? Yeah. Like, doesn't she already know what she's working with here? <laughs> yeah. So then I was thinking maybe it wasn't for his wife and it was more of a sexual kind of fetishy thing. Yeah. Cause I noticed a lot of men who will message me will be like, Oh, do you shoot nude? Can you shoot me jerking off? Or it's always something sexual comes with it. Do you do any shoots with people doing like actually sexual acts? I've done, especially girls for their OnlyFans, like a, like a lot of, um, to themselves, not couple related, but, um, girl, girl on girl I've done. And then some girl stuff, just like the OnlyFans material for them to send out. And that I feel comfortable with, like that doesn't bother me. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe I have the same parts as you. It's like, whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. (laughs) doesn't, doesn't phase me anymore. Whereas a guy fluffing himself <laughs> based me a little bit. So. And, and for those listening that don't know what fluffing is, it's he's getting himself erect. <laughs> he's making it very big. <laughs> he's making it big. <laughs> that is so funny. Also, just like the lack of shame of like, can you make my dick bigger? <laughs> like, you know, and then I'm thinking like, even when I shoot with girls, like if I'm, it's a boob shot and I'm always like, hey, get your nipples hard, you know? So like, there's that that women do. So then I was like, well, maybe it's the same kind of a thing. Well, yeah, I guess you know? it's not that different from less like getting our, our butts kind of Photoshop bigger. Like it's a little bit false it's, advertising. Right. So then it was kind of the same. I think it was just the whole that he just whipped it out with no shame in his game is what definitely threw me off. And then, you know, then my boyfriend comes home. He's like, he wasn't naked up here, was he? <laughs> You're like, no. actually, he was jerking himself too. So. <laughs> oh, God. He still doesn't know. He better not listen to this. <laughs> I'm going to tag him in it. <laughs> yeah, right? That's so funny. Yeah, also, I think it's just, I just think, like, the lack of awareness. Like, why are you not going to the washroom to do that? Why are you, like, just... Handling yourself here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Right in front of me. Yeah. Unfortunately, none of that surprises me. (laughs) No. So, yeah, I shoot women. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's hilarious. And then, like, the girl OnlyFans, they just, like, you're not, you're comfortable doing that then. Yeah, I'm comfortable. And there's even, like, a couple sugar babies that I know and... most of their sugar daddies are like from New York or, you know, all over the world. And they like to do these, um, catered videos to them. So either wearing their shirt or having something of theirs in the shot. And most of it is a lot of like, you know, sexually explicit videos. So I do a lot of that kind of stuff as well. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Just to say say to keep them on the line, right. Just keep them happy so they'll send them little little custom-made videos and some girls that i meet they've got a whole production a whole theme or a whole storyline and amazing yeah next question how has your business been impacted by the coronavirus and do you have any new business ideas yeah so it's definitely been affected uh it's crazy to me to wake up every day and you know, not have my emails going off or girls being like, are my pictures ready yet? And, or editing until three or four in the morning was like one of my favorite things to do. So I've caught up on all my work, which is the first time I ever have in ever. (laughs) 
So definitely feeling that. But now I'm thinking what I'm going to do is maybe offer even my editing skills. So girls that are shooting for themselves on OnlyFans, if they want to send me their content and I would edit. Mm, um, that's Offering that. And then I'm going to be, I mean, I got myself one of those N95 masks and... <laughs> The sun's coming out, so maybe some social distancing outdoor shoots. Have you had any people cancel due to the coronavirus? I actually did. On the at the end of March, I had five cancellations. Oh wow! Yeah, so it def I, and I get it. You know, I have asthma myself, so I have to be cautious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm. T- I mean, we're we're in close proximity, and sometimes I'm putting the oil on them, and so like that will have definitely have to change. You guys have to oil yourselves now. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll just bring an oil friend that will oil my ass for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I know you've also been really making your way around lately with some other killer projects. You got into that number five orange move something event. Yeah, that's fine. Which, which is awesome. Um, uh, not for the VIP dancers, let me tell you, but it's <laughs> it's great for the for the people to come watch and enjoy. And you also did Miss Nude, I believe. I did, yes. Yeah, what's next in that kind of avenue? Do you have some more ideas for getting involved in the strip club situation? or? Yeah, so I'll probably still do move something every once in a while if it's like an anniversary or a special event. They usually will message me. Nice. Um, and you know what? I shot a girl at the 5, on, I think it was like a Tuesday in the afternoon, and it was just her stage show. Oh, cool, okay. So even if, like, I mean, I know the big thing about shooting in the strip club is you know, the patrons that are there or people that are Staying don't want to be on film. Yeah. But there are a lot of girls that have asked me, like, can you come shoot me doing my stage shows? And mm-hmm. I, that would definitely be something I would be into doing if the club is, is down with that. Nice. All right. Well, people take note. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, before I let you go, where can people find you? So they can find me on Instagram, um, it is underscore behind underscore closed underscore doors underscore. <laughs> Please type that all in. <laughs> good old shadow ban. Good old shadow ban. And I'm always on. I'm always on there. Sometimes I take a little bit of a breather, especially during Corona. But I'm definitely contact me there. I've got a website um, on my page, and there's a contact form, so you can just fill that out. Awesome. Excellent. And as always, you guys can find me at 50plusatip on Instagram or email me at 50plusatip at gmail.com. And you can sign to my DMs, email me, send me a fucking courier pigeon. Any comments, questions, I like getting them. Thank you so much for joining me, Bianca. No, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And have a wonderful week and happy hoeing. Bye. Bye.